Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with the best basketball podcast in the world. A lot of things are going on uh, in the basketball world, but we're going we gonna to talk about all of those. But first, we got to talk about next gen, y'all. It's finally here. Uh, been a few days. Some people just got it yesterday, and some of us been here for a minute. So, I Mike, on this conversation. Oh, and some people don't have it at all. So, I think I think you just got to chill out until we we get out of this one, D-Mills. Right. This is next gen conversation right now. You ain't got the next gen, but no, nah, I'm super. I got it up right now. Like, as soon as after this pod, I'm making my play because we got to get to the park, man. Mm-hmm. We got to get to pro am too. We need a fifth. So I don't know if we got a like a. Yeah, we got we got a couple fifths, Bub? man. We got Bub, we got Prudy, we got a, we got a couple different people right. that's gonna you know be interchangeable, man. So is our is our fourth Kyron? Is he gonna be ready? Because I haven't seen him on my career at all. If he not, then he not. But hey, you know the answer to that question. Up. He's ahead of you as of now. So he is. He is. He is. Probably not for long though, because you know Mike a grinder too. But um, P, you had it for a few days. How you feeling about next year? I love it. Um. It's still going to be, you know, 2K. It's still going to be a video game. Still going to have issues. I don't think we're ever going to get the perfect game. Uh, I think that's too much to ask for. But the shit that we have to deal with, it's it's easier handling because the game is so dope. It's so real. The city is so nice. Um, now, with me, you was experienced the no XP when you do my career. That was some bullshit. But, like, everything is, is decent. I mean... Now, I won't lie, some shit makes the game longer because they have so much detail. So this might be, it might, I, y'all know I'm very detailed, and I don't want to say it, but it may be a little too detailed. Like, he'll get fouled, and he'll go to the free throw line, and he'll be talking like, are we going to play real basketball, or y'all just going to fail? <laughs> like, shit like that makes the game, when you at night trying to grind, get the games over, it can make it a little bit longer than you want. But uh, it's nice, bro. I like it so far. I'm going to ask y'all this. I have not seen the city yet, like personally. How long do you think it's gonna be? For I'm like, I don't even care about it no more. Cause I hear, I hear KB already complaining about like, it take me five minutes to go get my haircut. I gotta go three minutes to go to this shop. Or Where do you go to get your haircut? Uh, no, I, I haven't done that. But oh, I think I think he was just talking. Um, so far, I think the city's cool. Now I was watching a video from Agent, and he was kind of talking about things, um, about how there's like a server cap on how many people can be in the city. And then when you spread those, only 100 people, I guess, could be in the city at one time. And then you spread those across four different parks. It's just like you're very rarely going to, like, get consistent games. So um, 2K got to figure that out, I guess. But the city's been cool. It's just it's just too damn big right now. Yeah. That's what I, I was I finally started learning how to get around it as far as, like, <laughs> got to learn your city. Where I want to go. Like, I know where the stores are at, but now I'm trying to figure out, like, the factory or the old gym, like those are places where you get your, where you play the challenges, KB. You know, you picked an yeah. affiliation, P. Yeah. And what are I'm you? With KB win with the Wildcats with okay. Troy Daniels. That's what I, I see. Everybody just saying Wildcats. But what I would say is the the beast, the little purple team. That's where it's cracking. Wildcats never have games. Hey, hey, we need to go where it's cracking there because I'm trying to get into games. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get over there. Then. That's where I think that's because that's where they put you when you as soon as you go into the city, you automatically affiliated with them. But, like, it's always busting over the, like, games, games, games. When you go to the Wildcats, when you go to the, what is it, the Vipers. But them shits be dry. But the Purple, the Beast, whatever, they shit be busting. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's enough next-gen talk. Uh, P, check your phone real quick while I talk to D-Mills. D-Mills, you weren't really in this conversation. So how are you feeling? I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling good. What you, I mean... I don't personally want the game. I feel like it would be a game that I would not, it would be a waste of money. I'm not going to grind it. I'm not going to sit up here and play it. I don't know. I got older and then gaming just kind of fell out of my routine. It, just, it don't hit the same. I wasn't even really talking about gaming. I just meant overall, how are you doing? But mm-hmm. hey, that's cool too. That's cool too. Um, hey, you need your older meals. Uh, didn't he just respond to your tweet yesterday talking about don't tempt me, P. Oh yeah, he did. He did. He did. He always loved trolling with some. He's just a whole bunch of sarcasm, man. He 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 never. He won't pull a trigger on it. His sarcasm is it sarcasm? I don't know. His sarcasm game is kind of weak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So since the last episode, so many rumors have come out. We got the draft coming up um, on on Wednesday, and I think we've agreed that we're gonna do a special episode of Through the Wire after the draft. Uh, for y'all, because we're expecting a lot of things to go on through that. And then two days after that, we're going to get the free agency officially opening up. So a lot of things are going down. A lot of rumors have been have been spreaded. So what we're about to do, I have 
pretty much every rumor that I can find over the last couple days. And we basically just going to say the likelihood y'all think of it happening. We're going to talk about it and the importance of it, okay? The first one's not a rumor. It is. It is. It has been said. It is real. And that's with Russell Westbrook um, wanting out of the Houston Rockets. I remember earlier in that day before this had come out, it had said like James Harden and Russell Westbrook were confused about the future of the Houston Rockets or were concerned about it. And then it later came out that Russell Westbrook just wants out. And the big question is, what teams be interested in his value? So those are the two things I think are super interesting. Um, actually, you know what's crazy? Pretty much all of our teams have been rumored in something this week. Yes. Yeah. So so that's that's something we're going to talk about. Russell Westbrook starting off with, how are y'all feeling about Russell Westbrook, Houston Rockets, and what could potentially happen in a few days? My initial cool. th- uh, I'll go for this. My initial thoughts I was going to say is that Russell Westbrook don't care no more. Like he, he don't care about getting the ring. He don't care about playoff. Like he just wants to play ball, and I, that's that's up to him. So that was my first initial thought on that. Second is like I don't know who's gonna take him. It's gonna have to be like a team that's kind of desperate to maybe to get some star. Maybe it's the Knicks or something like that. But I'm just like, damn, Russell. Like another team, you just gotta go trade. You gotta get traded from because it's just not working like that. But. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because I was like, but he's only been traded once. But he demanded that trade out of OKC, and then he just demanded a trade oh. out of Houston for after one year. Yeah, but you just said it like, damn, Russ, like it's his fourth team or something. Because I mean, okay, <laughs> he hasn't been traded that many times, but he's also had players be traded from his team and on his team because it was kind of issues going around with him. It, it so does. It, he has had like this revolving door of teammates or like situations, uh, whether it be an OKC. Yes, but I don't think I don't think it's responsible. I don't think that's a responsible answer to say on him. Hey, that should he ain't he the only person he you could say he drove out of there was uh, Kevin Durant, if you even want to say that. But Paul George got up out of there because that team just wasn't on shit, and he could go play with Kawhi. That was a much better situation. Victor Oladipo and them got traded because you can get a Paul George. He wasn't driving people out of there, but it was like, man, this Russ guy, I gotta, I gotta leave him. It's, I mean, it, it had was, to be something, bro. If somebody knew that they, they wasn't gonna make it all the way with him, that's what I'm trying to say. Who are these people you talking about, though? Victor Oladipo. They traded him for Paul George. It don't matter what Victor Oladipo's opinion was. If you can go get Paul George for Vo and Sabonis, you were gonna do that, right? I'm talking about KG and PG, not Victor. The Victor Paul George was was is the Clippers better than the Thunder? They was, but it was a clear, right. it was clear so they weren't doing nothing. With OKC. And we're both we're both about to leave. Ain't like he left for us. They both dipped. And I'm pretty sure they had a deal in Paul George's contract saying like if it, if it isn't going good, we'll trade you. Yeah, so. shout out to OKC for putting that in there. But yeah, that that is true. Once they figured out, um, or before he signed that extension, they had came to an agreement that if we don't end up making noise, uh, we'll give you a free out. And that free out, I guess it weren't really free. They got a lot of shit in return for him. So um, they end up they end up winning that to some extent. Uh, D-Mills, how you feeling about Russell Westbrook and him potentially winning out? Uh, I look at it as like a thing for like those lower competitive teams to probably get some, get a star in there to where they can come and fill the seats. I can't really see a legit contender going after him. I saw like the Clippers rumored, but I'm just like, how much better do you get if you trade Paul George for Russell Westbrook? But you don't have to. That's the thing, right? So we talk about Russell Westbrook's value. It's not Paul George. At the end of the day, I think Paul George, um, I, I think, I mean, I think the Clippers can pull off this trade without giving up Paul George. It's just like um, the way the way I were looking at it or the way I've read it is it has to do with like everything else on the Clippers except for the top two, right? So Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly, Zubach get traded again. Like all of this stuff. You, there's there's ways to make this trade happen where you now have a big three and a bunch of fucking one-year minimum deals, but you could have your big three. If that's the deal, then I might actually be on that. But the reports that I was seeing was Paul George was included. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I like it, but I would love – if a team like Charlotte or the Knicks went out for them, I wouldn't be surprised because – why not? That's how I kind of feel too, uh, D Mills, when it comes to it. Uh, me and Mike had talked about this like right after. Why not? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, why not? But also, I was thinking, like Charlotte, they have a like a little young movement going on with their guards. So like, why Bro, not? Russell Westbrook be the best player they had. Since, I, I don't know who since when. So, so yeah, I he, mean, yeah, you're right. But but no no, me and Mike were talking about this when it comes to Russell Westbrook because because the reason that he wanted out is because he wasn't a fan of the culture that was in Charlotte. I mean. um 
in Houston. Houston. And he also wanted to be back to like the guy. He wanted to be the guy. And the way I look at it is if Russell Westbrook wants to be the guy, he's going to end up on one of those mid-tier teams. There's nothing wrong with it. If he gets traded to to Charlotte, they're probably a playoff team. If he gets traded to New York, he's they're probably a playoff team. That's how talented he is. But it's like his priorities are not just winning a championship, which is which is completely fine. Um, but that that's kind of what's transitioning. Demios just mentioned it. There's not going to be a lot of contenders that are looking for him. And even Wolves came out yesterday and said that it's like a slow market for him right now. Um, the only contender that we've ever, we've seen with the rumors is the Clippers. No other contender. We've seen New York. We've seen Charlotte. Um, and, how, who else have we seen? Chicago. Have we seen yeah. that? Or did yeah. we just have that conversation? Was that just me and you? I think that was yeah. just me and you. Oh, I have seen the pools, but it was it was from like Ross from Legion. Oh, oh, so y'all gonna pretend the Bulls ain't been in a mix? I, but this is okay. I let's can have, pull up shit that ain't got shit to do with Legion Legion Ross. And, and with Bulls, y'all keep talking, but we are gonna pull them okay, up. Okay, yeah, pull it up. Me and D Mills had this conversation. About and I'm I'm putting this out to Mike. I'm putting this out to P as well because your team is rumored. Would you want to trade for Russell Westbrook on your favorite team? No, just I think that Russell Westbrook is so much of a wild card. It just doesn't make sense for a lot of teams. Maybe it does for the Clippers because you got like a. I'm talking about your favorite team. My favorite team? No, it does not. The Mills. Now let's talk. Uh, Let's say your favorite team today is the Bulls. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and honestly I was thinking about it and I was just like because when I had said that young moving in Charlotte with their two guards I was kind of like that's kind of hypocritical for me to then say why well, I messed up the young move messed up the young moving in Chicago when our young movement is way far ahead than the one in Charlotte so I was kind of just like our young movement I don't really see why we should blow it up because we got a lot of potential there so I was just like yeah he would kind of hurt that potential and we don't really know how much better we would even get. We might be a playoff team, but that's it. That's mediocre. And I'm thinking this is a team that's trying to be at the top of the conference. And I think trading away all those young pieces. But that's the thing. Um, Do you think we'd have to trade any young pieces? I feel like they would want something, right? So they they said that they are committed to James Harden. And trading away a young it's piece. It's just a bunch of y'all beat writers. So I guess it's, I don't, but, yeah, I guess it ain't like a, official interest russell westbrook is looked at as one of the like bad contracts in the league right making 40 plus million dollars a year for a guy that's had multiple knee surgeries every single year i don't think that the trade package that we're going to see from russell westbrook is going to be extensive even the knicks that come out and said they're not even thinking about giving up any picks Right, so if the Knicks aren't giving up picks i don't think charlotte would have to give up any they probably give up terry rozier and and nick batum you know and then if we come to the Bulls, like we're going back to the conversation about our favorite team, I don't think we have to give up Zach. I don't think we have to give up Kobe. We probably have to give up Otto Porter, who fits with what the hell the Houston Rockets want to do, and Thaddeus Young. And if that is the package... That's, yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, that's <laughs> the package in hell, yeah. I don't think Demios is catching the why not. Because <laughs> no, that's, that's not like a steal. But no, then no, again, no, 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 no. Do you know why? Like that. No, so you don't understand why he—they're laughing at the why not. Because I said that earlier. No. But what about why not though? Okay, now he died. I thought he was getting it at first. I thought he was getting it at first. Russell Westbrook's thing is why not? Yeah, it's his thing. Oh, I didn't know. Um, So, so if so, that that, that's why I'm asking because the teams involved, like you're, we can probably agree that Charlotte's not throwing three to get Russell Westbrook. That'd be an overpay. You'd hope. You'd hope not. But, but we've seen silly things happen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't even know what Houston would want to do with three. I think they want those players that will fit to what they do. Uh, so I think the, the Clippers, when you talk about um, even a potential sign and trade with Montrez Harrell for them to get some size, you talk about your Bulls with that and Otto, that works to what they want to do over there in Houston. Um, now, the thing about Russell Westbrook to me, though, is – like, I understand him. I don't think it's that he doesn't want to win a championship or that he isn't prioritizing one. But like I said in my video, my, my perspective is if I'm going to sacrifice like he was doing in Houston, uh, that's James Harden's team, and he's not playing the style of basketball that he was playing in OKC when he was the MVP candidate and MVP averaging his triple doubles, being one of the faces of the NBA, so to speak. 
if I'm going to sacrifice, it's going to be for us to be pushing to win a championship. Houston wasn't doing that. They weren't really in the the, the chase for it. I mean, what they make to the second round? Yes. Yeah. You're right, right. So, I mean, like, if I'm going to be having second-round exits, I'll just go do that on my own team, average my triple-double, and be in the MVP conversation, be an all-star every year. I'll do that. Like, if I'm going to sacrifice all of that, it, it has to be to where we're competing year in and year out for a championship on some Western Conference final shit, or we make it to the finals and we get balanced. But he was having first-round exits, borderline second-round exits by himself with the Thunder. So I'm not sacrificing for that shit. And I I agree with that perspective. Like, the one time he was being second fiddle was with Kevin Durant, and it was okay because they was competing for a championship. But what they did in Houston, I'm not sacrificing for that shit. And then, like he said, they built a culture there that James Harden doesn't appear, apparently doesn't have to be held accountable for things. And Russ, as his homie, was holding him accountable. And that was kind of, you know, I mean, they still homies. I'm not trying to put some shit out there. But obviously, it wasn't something that James Harden was being, was used to having there. So, you know, I, I would bounce on that, too. Um, now, where does he go? Um, I want to, I yeah. asked all of them, um, if your team trade, would you be okay with your team trading for Russell Westbrook? Um Two answers. I, do I want it? No. If it happened, I, I I would rock with it. I guess I would support it. Uh, I think I think that's a, that's how I feel about the Bulls too. Yeah, you don't want it, but you wouldn't fucking throw a tam- tem- temper tantrum if it happened. Right. Um. I, but for me personally, with, with a team like the Knicks, um, our history, we have we have to to keep the young players in the forefront of our of our rebuild. Their development has to be key. Uh, our plan all year long was to come in here and add people that were going to compliment RJ and Mitch. I personally don't think uh, Russell Westbrook does that. I think he does the that, exact opposite. Yeah, definitely with uh, Mitch. He, he, he can throw a lob, you know, here and there to Mitch. But RJ, he's kind of going to turn him into, like, this off-ball shooter that only Paul George, like, thrived in. That was, a, like, only Paul George c- could be an MVP candidate, you know, in that role with Russell Westbrook. I mean, Kevin Durant, too. But, yeah, I, I, it doesn't make sense. And... Some fans like it though. Like some fans, that like making a seven seed playoff first round exit, potentially sneaking into a second round, and then getting your ass swept. Or some like some fans want that. Yeah. I, I, I personally not so much. It, it's it's probably fans out there too that's been like for the Knicks at least they've been like, damn, we've been bad for so long. You know, I'll take something like even if it does mean we kind of got to skip all these years because I mean we don't even know if we got it right if we're on the right path right now. So for the always, next, I, I think you're always on the right path when you have a youth movement and you're trying to develop. You're mm-hmm. always on the right path because Russell Westbrook, the the, the the amount of years you're going to get what we're talking about, that eighth, seventh, sixth at best, first round, second round appearance in the playoffs, that's only going to last for like two years. Yeah. Russell Westbrook is how old? The contract is how many years left on it? Like, mm-hmm. so and I mean, and and that's why I was always just more of a fan of the idea if the, the Knicks had gotten Chris Paul because – I mean, still, as good as, still a chance. Yeah, as good as Russell Westbrook is, he doesn't have that type of leadership and that veteranship that that Chris Paul is going to bring to you know the young guns on the team. And at the end of the day, uh, Chris Paul is a pass-first player, and you talk about developing young players. Chris Paul will help that. And Ru- Russell Westbrook, I mean, he he's not pass-first. He's a good passer, but he's definitely not pass-first. Um, and he's he's more ball dominant, I would say than uh, what Chris Paul has shown to be over the past couple of years. Yeah, I think they lead differently. I yeah. think Russell Westbrook is a vocal leader who's going to go out there and will you. But I think Chris Paul is an educational leader. He's he going to give you the key. Just Alexander, how to be a point guard, how to do this, how to do that. He's going to make sure the entire team is registered to vote. He's going to make sure they're having team dinners. And that's not to say that Russell Westbrook isn't doing that because I'm sure Russell Westbrook, like a lot of people try to put out there like Russell Westbrook is some guy nobody want to play with. Well, I only heard the opposite. Like guys like Steven Adams will literally run through a brick wall for Russell Westbrook. So he has to be doing something right when you have those level of competitive people that are willing to do all of these things. Like think about the players that have played with him. Like you only talk about like maybe Kevin Durant, Reggie Jackson were the only two players he hadn't had an issue with. The rest of the people, they love Russell Westbrook. So when you when when you get love like that, you have to be doing something right, bro. You have to be. Uh, I, feel, and, I feel like a lot of those teams. I'm I'm not saying you're wrong at all, but I feel like they was all hardworking team. Like those are the dudes that was gonna do the dirty work. Andre Roberson, the Jeremy Grants, to see like they they was just gonna play hard as hell no matter what. 
type of thing. And a lot of got food, uh, spoon fed too. That boy yeah. Stephen Adams got that contract as Russell Jeremy, Westbrook. They've seen Jeremy Grant improve with Russell Westbrook too. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's very interesting. I'm sure we're going to see him get traded. Nobody, very rarely do you see somebody say they want out and they stay in the situation. But as Wolves reported, um, it's very slow. The market, the marketing is great. Um, which this, which is why I said that like probably Charlotte doesn't give up three, because um, they probably aren't offering three for Russell Westbrook. The Bulls probably aren't offering four, and the Knicks said they're not offering eight. So it's like you're probably just gonna get some veterans to help James Harden just still stay relatively competitive, and that's gonna be the package you get. Um, we ain't even mentioned like Orlando as a destination, which makes sense as well as far as those mid tier teams like um, Charlotte and the Bulls in New York. Um, and that might be the best fit. That, that might literally be the, that Russell Westbrook or the Orlando Magic's what they've been doing success-wise, like making that borderline AFC and stuff like that. That might be the definition of Russell Westbrook if he go to that team. Like, I'm just gonna expect yeah. them to get to that eight seven seed, and they might even upset somebody at, at, at some point in time. But they I mean, they've been getting like, eight without him. They'll push for five or six with him, mm-hmm. depending on what they give up. Russell I don't think they would have to give up much. Terrence Ross, Vucevic. Russell, I mean, they'll probably give up Aaron Gordon. They probably have give have to give up Aaron, yeah. No, then they, they got to go a year without Jonathan Isaac too. That's also true. Fournier, they still got uh, they were uh, my guy from Auburn replaced Jonathan Isaac for the year. Yeah, I like Detroit. Blake Griffin, Russell Westbrook swap. Detroit literally has nothing. nothing. He literally goes there and controls the whole thing. You bring back Christian Wood, Luke Kennard. Seku, whoever you draft at seven, apparently they Patrick, they promised Patrick Williams they'll take him at seven. Really? You let them, you let them run. Yeah, that's what I heard. Which you is let them, these these let organizations, bro. It's just so weird to see a team that last year picked up a huge project in Seku, and then also wants to pick up another project. It's just it's just kind of weird um, that that they want to do that. It's just like bound for one of them not to develop into shit because now you have to. They play the same damn position. I mean, I guess they could coexist at three and four. But it's just, it's just weird. That's how I would play him. I would play uh, at three, second four. We will, but we will see Russell Westbrook on the move. And uh, the next one we got, the Phoenix Suns have had discussions about Chris Paul and uh, with from the OKC Thunder. Uh, this happened like a couple days after our last episode, and he- here we are. Not only that, since Chris Paul is the president of the CB of the uh, MBPA, he knows all the rules and he's got around the tampering rule by having OKC allow him to talk to the Phoenix Suns and any other place they might trade him to. So it's not just like it seems like they're allowing Chris Paul to have this big say in where he ends up going, which is great from OKC's standpoint. Um, so he's interviewing with these other teams right now. And as of as of right now, uh, the Phoenix Suns may be number one. How are y'all feeling? I think I that's like good. It. Honestly, I think that makes them like a legit playoff team. When you put D. Book, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, and you then you have your young wings and like Johnson. It depends. I know they probably gonna have to give. They gonna give up Rubio and then Kelly Oubre. I think that's very reasonable to give up, and I feel like that literally makes them a legit playoff team. I, that would be a team I wouldn't want to play in the playoffs. It's interesting because uh, OKC said that they're not trying to get back any contracts like longer than one year deals, which is. Um, Interesting, to say the mm-hmm. least. Makes it hard for the Suns. Yeah. But I like it for both sides. Um, with D-Mill just said, I mean, that trade works for me. Uh, I understand OKC said they don't want the contracts, but, um, you know, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Dario Saric, and then, at the you know, Aiden. And then for OKC, for them to get back a 10th pick for what they already have, Wait, 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 you think you think the pick is in there? They get a lead guard right and back. I think the pick has to be in there. Interesting. They, they don't have there. anybody on their roster that makes me not want the pick. Mm-hmm. You can keep Kelly Oubre and Rubio, and I'll just take the pick then. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, if I'm the Suns, I don't know. Like, you, you got to get that done. I mean, like, getting Chris Paul, not only does that make you a legit playoff team, but, like, the things he's gonna do to your team for the future, that that's not gonna leave. You know, even when he does, they still gonna have the things that he had kind of showed them. And I think the the amount of success they had in the recent years, adding a player like Chris Paul could be one of the best signings they had, or better than one of the best trades they had in a minute. Yeah, and then we saw his his leadership help Shea Gillers Alexander. Imagine what that's gonna do to Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden. Yeah, like, and when his contract is up, those two are gonna probably reach their full potential by then. 
Evan Booker already there. He don't need Chris Paul to help him. Do that. <laughs> just need help. He need help to win. So he just, he just, he just good. He don't need nothing. He need I didn't nothing. say that, but I'm saying he's already on path to reach us for the. I don't think Chris Paul makes him something he wasn't gonna be. He just Chris, Chris Paul, Chris Paul helps him maybe get the mindset a little bit better. Um, give him some sure. team leadership stuff. You know, maybe maybe think, stuff off the court. Yeah, maybe. But his fullest <laughs> potential, I think he's damn near there. Devin Booker, what? Look at look at look at his year. He averaged yeah, like 20, 25 plus for the last couple of years. No, yeah, he, he went like five and five. Pretty much there. Maybe Aiden though. Aiden hasn't had a. Uh, Rubio's a good. Rubio's pass. a guy. Yeah, Rubio's a guy. Um, but I think Chris Paul is a better pick and roll threat. Um, I, I like it. It makes them competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll definitely learn that how to win and things like that. Um, but I, I just meant like in a way of growing his game. I don't think Devin Booker, you're not bringing anybody to grow his game. You probably help him with winning uh, keys and little gems on winning games and execution. Yeah, because um, they, they were one of the teams last year with the most, like, fourth quarter lead blown. Um, Chris Paul is going to help that. Yeah, Chris Paul is going to help that a lot. Uh, <laughs> so, so I, yeah, I think it's a perfect fit. Um, y'all remember that clip? It just surfaced again on Twitter. But, like, in January before the season got shut down, um, James Jones um, – James Jones? Sam Presti, let's talk. And, and Sam Presti, was like, he was like, let's talk. And they were going back to his office. They might have been talking about Chris Paul all the way in January. And uh, now here we are, and about to be December, and it might it might end up happening. Uh, the next one, we got some Lakers news. I've heard the Lakers have interest in acquiring DeMar DeRozan, according to Kevin O'Connor. And the package would have to do with Kyle Kuzma and Danny Green. Yeah. Mike? Bye-bye, Denny Green and Kyle. It was nice knowing you, but, hey, well, welcome Comp 10 because that boy, he, he going to be somebody that I could trust carrying us throughout that regular season and when it come playoff time, he, what, our third option down the line, and when you got DeMar DeRozan as your third option, it, it's just money. So I, I'm I'm on board with that, and we only giving up two players, so. No, that's just to start the package. Yeah. Well, they That's yeah. fine. <laughs> I, whatever it is, take, I'm bringing in, I'm bringing in Comp 10. Yeah. Whatever Especially it takes, huh? LeBron and MD Davis. I see no reason why not. Whatever it takes, though. Down there. Okay. Right. Um, this is interesting because after it broke, um, I had saw an article basically saying that like Greg Popovich has never traded with the Lakers, and it was like an old clip of Greg Popovich basically saying that he hates the Lakers and he never wants to make <laughs> a deal with them. Um, but you know things have changed in the last twenty years, so sure. so maybe maybe it's different though. Can't hold on to the past, Pop Man. Hey, and then he back. He gets boy Danny. Yeah, he gets his boy Danny Green. Watch the man start shooting lights out. Again. <laughs> Facts. He about to have a get a finals. Um, Performance yeah, you know, again. Everybody numbers look a little decent in that Spurs system. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. DeMar DeRozan just talked about that too. He was on all the smoke podcasts. They asked him about the Laker rumors. What'd he say? He basically said, you know, everybody, you know, he's from LA, so he's dreaming of putting on that purple and gold. Look at but, Mike smiling and shit. I already knew I already knew he was gonna have that answer. I feel like he said that in so many interviews, like, yeah, I'd love to go back home, lay some up or something like that in the purple and gold. Yeah. They say like the Spurs, uh D Mills, are you still a Spurs fan? Cause you didn't you didn't talk about it from the Spurs perspective. So I'm kind of trying to figure out if you're still a Spurs fan. I mean, I feel like this is just like them trying to get the Rosen off the books. I mean, I feel like hmm. was like a nice little project, but is he really like the star of the deal. I mean, it's, I think it's just really just trying to get him off the books in all honesty. Mm. Okay. I don't think they, yeah, I don't think they're looking for a star. Yeah. Because it's, I think they have like a nice little youth movement. DeJounte, I think how close was who he is though. Derek White, Lonnie Walker. I feel like he'll play a little bit better with the Spurs though because he'll have a little bit more freedom. He'll feel like he'll, he's like more of like the process versus him being like this li- li- limited so? role play with the Lakers. You think so, though? I'm putting the clamps on that boy. I agree, too, Derek. I think wherever he gets traded to, he'll be a better scorer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he Lakers has to, to make him be something. He has to be a specific type of scorer. His best scoring season is when they didn't have, when they didn't have no structure. It was like, wow. <laughs> um, Ingram That's how I, was, I feel like the Spurs is is, is structure though. Like, no, you, you're taking it too literal. I mean, structure is where you have Anthony Davis, LeBron, and now you have to just get what you can get off those two. Yeah, they have it. Every team is going to have a structure, motherfucker. It's not AAU basketball, but he's not. Who is he falling in line to with the Spurs? Dejounte Murray's value is on a defensive end, and I like he's coming in like 
You re- listen, Dejounte this, at this point is just La- it's just Lamarcus, but and he might be gone. He might be so gone. then so, yeah. it would be you know Derek White, Dejounte Murray, Lonnie Walker. None of those guys are making you say. De- De- Wait, Derek White like, probably though. Derek White's probably one, and then. He's all right though. He ain't no. He ain't no. Awesome. And I'm saying like on a scoring type level, all those dudes are kind of like. I feel like they all gonna share it. You know. Yeah, they're all. They all it's like not 15 be, point per nobody, game. Nobody's dudes. gonna. They're not gonna try to like. And it's in no way cater to Cal Kuzma or no. They're not catering to nobody. Nobody's that's what I'm saying. It, nobody's saying it. We're just saying. But I'm saying it's, that's the structure. It, it's no catered to nobody. And he throw. He thrived in that before LeBron came with with Brandon Ingram. Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, when they play like, like Brandon Ingram was the number one guy still, but they played in a way where it was just ball going and he was able to hoop. I don't know what you don't understand. So you so because Kyle Kuzma is leaving the Lakers, he has to just fail. He just has to be bad. No, I'm just saying. So what are you saying? I'm not saying he's gonna be no. If traded for Kyle Kuzma, you think Kyle Kuzma goes to the Pistons and plays the exact same way he's playing right now for y'all? Hell no, because it ain't no structure. It ain't no structure with the Pistons. I mean, they got they gonna have Blake Griffin, but besides that, who taking their shots? So how do they have no structure and the Spurs do? Because the Spurs it's, are the Spurs. The Spurs. Yeah, it's, it Spurs. is it is a little bit different though because they still have Greg Popovich who's just gonna. But he's he's talking about structure and I'm talking about falling in line as somebody on a scorn tip. Mm-hmm. Every NBA team is going to have a, a certain structure because they're being coached by somebody. Dwayne Casey isn't going to let Kyle Kuzma come in there and say, fuck y'all, I'm doing me. Obviously. But I'm talking about falling in line. You said Derek White, the, the Pistons have Blake Griffin. So what's the difference? If anything, a pit, Blake Griffin is more superior than fucking Derek White. Hey, I, I'm saying in terms of like the what's going on in, in terms of that team's organization is not much structure with the Pistons. Next question. This motherfucker just. I don't. I see, know. I, but I, I do see what he's saying, right? I um, don't. So help me understand. So, so if he gets traded to the Pistons, mm-hmm. there is a obvious Blake Griffin, and there's nothing after that, right? You won't see Cal Kuzma have to defer to. Luke Kennard, really, or Sekou Dumbuya. But yes. with the Spurs, right now we still have LaMarcus, who's still on the... On the okay, well, the Pistons will still say that they have a chance to keep Christian Wood. Okay. Um, but what he says, like, with the Spurs, you're going to have LaMarcus here, but you have guys like DeJounte, you got have guys like Derek White, you have guys like... Um, you have guys like even even like Brent Forbes. These are all guys that are like on a linear playing playing yeah. field that still might be above what Cal Kuzma is. That's that's the way I'm interpreting that. But, but nobody, like, nobody argued that. We're, right. Me and Derek's only point was those situations don't compare to LeBron and Anthony Davis. It gets no tougher than that. When you have two legitimate superstars that you fall, they they're getting twenty shots apiece together. Mm-hmm. No other team. It, what other team? But if he like, he would have to go to Brooklyn to kind of be in the same situation. Spurs, Pistons, Bulls, Knicks. Ah, uh, we can name Hornets. Don't hey, don't put the Bulls in there. Like all of these teams, it's autom- He's automatically going up because it's not Anthony Davis and LeBron. He's got yeah. There are teams he would still have to fall in line of people, but it gets no tougher than LeBron, who one is on a hold the ball. Then Anthony Davis is your guy, and then shit. The way LeBron is, you catch and shoot. You're playing different number off top. We saw yeah. that with Chris Bosch, Kevin Love. You go to the Spurs, there isn't nobody that's just going to hold the ball. Same with the Pistons. There's nobody that's going to hold the ball and force you to be. And then not only you got a guy who's, who's holding the ball, then you have another guy who's going to get 25 shots who's not even holding the ball. And so it's hey, like yeah. don't, act, don't act like we ain't get a man. He was our third. He was our third guy. He was. Getting, this is too much goddamn Cal Kuzma talk, bro. That dude. That's because Mike. Mike always got a complicated. How we? T- how forget Cal Kuzma? It's done. We're done. We're moving on to Mike the next. Mike has to complicate shit. The point was, if he leaves the Lakers, nine times out of ten, unless he goes to the damn the, the Nets or Warriors, he's going to be in a situation that would probably help him score the ball somewhat better. And I Mike, him to what do you it. mean structure? They got structure there. Structure, structure, structure. <laughs> All right, next, next one. Uh, the Portland Trail Blazers have expressed interest in Drew Holiday. The Mills take over. I tweeted about this yesterday. Some people agreed, some people didn't. I said, uh, as long as we keep CJ inert, but a lot of people saying CJ would probably have to be included in this deal. And I feel like CJ and Drew Holiday are kind of like on the same playing field. So, like, 
why would how much the, better the does... fit the fit would be dramatically different though yeah and i feel like how much better do the blazers get by giving up getting drew holiday and keeping cj i feel like they're like literally the same team i feel like you don't read really... When I listened to Kevin O'Connor talk about this trade, he was making it seem like y'all would be able to do that, and Drew Holiday would just be added to the team some miraculous way. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I don't see how miraculously it happened. Yeah, shit, if it's a way. Yeah, Kevin O'Connor was talking about it with the idea of keeping Dame and CJ. I'm like, how did who 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 who's in that package then? Like, who's in that package for the for the Pelicans? Money wise, I don't. Zach Collins. Yeah, Zach Collins. I would do Zach Collins for Drew Holiday. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> of course you would, Right. That's why shit, I, I really gave that shit no attention because who who doesn't have interest in Drew Holiday? Mm-hmm. Oh, the Blazers have news flash that everybody does. And that's why that's why I put this segment up. Like, hey, how much do y'all care about this stuff? Or how how realistic do y'all see it? I don't see this as realistic at all. Like, there's like five different teams that have better packages that have better fits for Drew Holiday than the Portland Trail Blazers. It's just weird to see their name even here. Way better. Yeah. yeah, especially when you're not gonna throw in CJ. Like that, I feel like that's their more valuable trade asset, and I wouldn't do it for Drew Holiday. Interesting, Trailblazer fan. Interesting. Um, next one. Tell me what y'all think. Kevin O'Connor was just throwing them out there this week. He had a lot, he had a few tweets yesterday. He 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 had a lot of stuff. Um, this is another one from him. The New York Knicks reportedly have a trade interest in Gordon Hayward, and Boston de- decides to move him. I just I screenshot it because we have a Knicks fan, a resident Knicks fan. Here. Trade for him? I thought if, if if he didn't go back, we'd sign him. Yeah, the the way I see it, where I'm reading, it says trade interest. So I'm guessing he, he would pick he would pick up that option and then he immediately gets shipped out. Ah, that sounds realistic to me too. How will we trade for him? Right. Yeah, we're gonna trade Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. And that's the one shit that we got. Right. So unrealistic to me, unless we. Were, I thought the way I read it or the way I saw it, we would sign him if he declined and hit free agency. I didn't mm-hmm. see trade, but. They talking trade. That shit is, yeah. What if it was signing? How would you feel about a signing? Sign him. He compliments RJ and Mitch. That was the plan. I'm all about sticking to a plan. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, uh, obviously I don't want them to sign him to a stupid contract. His value is kind of down, so we wouldn't be signing him for no. What is he making? Twenty seven. You know what I mean? So cool, but he does compliment um, RJ and Mitch. So. You know, if it's reasonable, I'm all for it. Especially now we can trade him, trade for him, and give them Julius Randle. I'm <laughs> um, Next one, Victor Oladipo informed the Pacers that he's fully committed to the team. A lot of different rumors have come out about Victor Oladipo over the last week, including somebody saying that he was going up to opposing teams saying, can I play for y'all uh, during warm-ups? I don't know how much y'all believe that stuff, but it is reported. This is a Shams. This is not a rumor that Victor Oladipo is fully committed. But then again, same thing happened with Paul George. And he, yes, he, he mind said the Knicks reportedly have interest in Gordon Hayward if he opts out of his contract with Boston Celtics per Kevin O'Connor. Hmm. But that listen, I, y'all give y'all opinion. I don't really have much opinion, but I'm just gonna say this Victor Oladipo shit. It has to be top five craziest stuff we've heard in a while, bro. <laughs> Like to go up to people, like imagine us as a podcast being somewhere and Derek like, hey, hey, Jalen Jacoby. <laughs> That's crazy. And then it goes even deeper than that because um Victor Ladipo's sister was on Twitter talking yeah. trash about like Miles Turner and stuff. Like just the whole team dynamic is kinda of, is just, just messed yeah, up Miles right Turner now. Was like, damn, it's like that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The funny response because it don't say I didn't say it. it ain't me. It just say damn. You just gonna put the business out there. He ain't deny it. That's just a hard situation to say you you fully committed back to now. He was already in a situation where he could have been good. I know that like the injury stuff and the doctors had had bothered him, but it's like man, now you now you would just put yourself in an awkward situation. You know where you gonna have to literally come out and you know you gonna have to just say it. Or you're gonna have you probably might even get traded still because it's just like it's gonna mess up with the locker room. Yeah, because this is not, like the first time a rumor has came out about him not wanting right, to be right. and not and if you're not playing well now and you know you damn sure might get traded now because you if you ain't bringing nothing to the team and you messing up the locker room, you hurting it. So he is he, he's not is he their best player? No, no arguably. Is, is he their second argue. best player? No. Yeah. Uh, is he their third best player? 
Wait, who's the third? We were have. I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. Brogdon Sabonis number one. Whichever one isn't your number one, number two. And I think what Miles Turner brings to that specific team, having Sabonis. I just seen them play so well without him this past year. So, so what about that, T? What about TJ? Is he better than TJ? Yeah, to me, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so we're talking about a player that at the best is maybe their third best player, and he's. Potentially... I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to disrespect. He, at, at the best, he can be. At his best, best he was all NBA, and that's why yeah. I said arguably, like it, it really just depends on how he's coming up. He could be their first player, or he could damn near be their fourth. You yeah. know, depending on how he's I, coming. I feel like we have to. Um, See how this this half of the season goes because we need to stop caring about three years ago and, and have to look at what he's giving us right now. I'm with you. That's why I put the other three above him. But I don't want to get too disrespectful. We're talking right. about Victor Oladipo because even at, even at his average level, he was still like, you know, seventeen twenty. Right before before he tore his quad, he was still averaging like seventeen and still playing elite de- level defense. So like, and if you put him next to Brogdon, he can still space the floor, get out in transition, guard somebody. You know, he he compliments the team. It's just his availability and his issues with the the organization. Second option, third option, wanting to train and rehab here, them forcing him to be in the bubble. Uh, You know, all of that is just weird. The next report I have, the Mavericks are reportedly chasing Victor Lodipo. Now, why Pacer fans blow up our mentions? (laughs) Victor Lodipo, Zach Levine, and Spencer Dinwiddie via trade. One of these three guys, they they chasing after. I love yeah, I, 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 a little unrealistic because I don't know what they give to get any of them. He said Vo perfect for him. Yeah. <laughs> he started so. the. I can see that. He's like the third option, play defense. He can be a secondary ball handler. I mean, he kind of fits next to Luca perfectly. Hey, if he wants to be a third option, I'd rather be a third option with the Dallas roster than with this Indiana Pacer op, uh, Hell yeah. roster. Did you immediately fall in line with Porzingis and Luca? You, I thought y'all said Magic yeah, at first. Y'all said Mavericks. No, the Mavericks. Mavericks. Perfect, Mavericks make perfect sense for him to go. Yeah. I was like, damn, the Magic are trying to pursue him? Hell no. <laughs> Again, they get him right back. Um, yeah, I think all three of these players bring something different, but they all could fit alongside Luca. Um I wouldn't be cool. I mean, not not cool. I'd be happy for Zach Levine if we traded him to there. But I wouldn't like it. But I, I would cheer him on because it would be a better situation for him. But I do think that the other two may fit with Luka a little bit better just because they do bring a little bit off the ball and they do bring a little bit on the other side of the ball where Luka lacks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they would make it work. Zach Levine is still only like 25 and never played for a winning team. So they he, he'd adapt to whatever situation he was in. Um, but I, I hope it don't happen for, that Zach Levine gets traded there. But if it does, I'm cheering them on. I, I like that defense. Like, when you got them offensive juggernauts, I like those defensive twos that can be their defensive mind. And that's why I was like, I, CJ, CJ and Drew Holiday, like, they kind of may, may be on the same level. But I feel like with Dane, Dane been on, Dane, Dane been that man on the offensive side. Sometimes you might not need CJ's level of, of shooting or whatever. So I say Drew Holiday might be that guy because you stick him right on that beat. also saying Dane struggling, CJ, pick it up. And Drew Holiday can score the ball. It's not like he averaged 10 points. Drew Holiday can no, score. Two, Drew Holiday averaged 21 points per game a uh, season ago and then 19 this season. Yes. This is what we see in a biased fan. He just loves CJ. See, CJ is undoubtedly a bucket, but we're not going to sit here and act like Drew Holiday no, brings nothing. I don't know if a 20-point score. Nobody tells you he was saying he's a bum. What if you're saying you like CJ so much that you're not even listening to the factual shit that Mike's saying? I feel like Mike was preaching. When you got a bucket as good as Dane, having somebody who a little bit better on offense, I mean on the defensive end, well a lot better on the defensive end than CJ, and not as far off on the offensive end, sounds like a little bit of an upgrade as far as fit, mm-hmm. as far as fit. Because you gotta think down the line when you you gotta step you got Steph Curry you gotta go guard him like CJ and CJ and Dane they're not doing none of that like Dane you need somebody who's gonna be out there on those. Your your case for CJ is when Dame struggled. How often is that? <laughs> yeah, and, and Drew again, he showed that he can still do that type of stuff. He could definitely. And part of the struggle that. might happen to be a guard. Some of them people he got a guard. Drew would take that assignment. If we rank in shooting guards, we probably put Drew Holiday higher than CJ, right? He's not putting him higher than CJ. I could tell you that already. I would. I would put Drew out. Okay, 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 wait, wait. D Mills, what is the argument for CJ being higher than Drew? I think they're like literally at the same playing field. So it depends on what you want to choose. They're literally like right there together. 
It's so, not like one. Okay, so which one do like you choose? Here and CJ's here. But which one? That's why. That's why I'm having a conversation because it, it, it's never like that when you're comparing like a three, four, four. Which five. one do you choose though? He chooses CJ, bro. Just say it. Just uh, there's nothing wrong with, with it. I'm just asking. Go with what you want to say, man. Go with just asking. I'll just take CJ. And, and what what would be your determinant factor for taking CJ? There isn't one. I'm just taking my preference. Like I would just prefer so, to have CJ. You, so explain the preference then. That's why I'm right. Is it the score? I think it it's to... like it. I think it's just like me liking CJ more. There's some bias attached. Yes, let me tell you this, brother. And this profession don't ever have that answer ever again, bro. <laughs> As a person that loves you on some big bro shit, never, ever, ever, ever. I don't give a fuck if you're doing a podcast with another group of people. Don't ever let your answer be your what you like. It's my bias. I like him. So hey, I like Zach Levine. So I'm taking him over James Hart because I like him. What's your reason to be? Oh, I like him. No, bro. No, 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 no. Is Even that if that's the case, reason why I want make up some shit. Make just give fake a reason. <laughs> hey man, CJ off the dribble is just dangerous. I just can't pass up again. Like, please don't just say my my bias. It's just my bias. Like, no, bro. That that just, that hurts your credibility, bro. That that becomes Twitter talk, bro. That's all they do on Twitter. NBA Twitter is full of that. Hey man, I think the Pacers are better than the Lakers because that's my team. I can say this in big playoff games. I've seen CJ come up and step up big. Oh, your shit. Yeah, there you go. Then let's have a yeah, you can have that conversation there. I know CJ, he's shown that he's ready for the big moments. Okay. Can he with your rebuttal? Come well, on. What Kenny. moments are those? I don't know what moments are those. Game seven against the Nuggets. There you go. Wait, yeah, yeah. Bro. I'm not saying you, there I you just go. all I wanted Kenny, was for you to rebuttal at Kenny. Come on, Kenny. I, I talk with talk. Just, yeah, he don't got no response. Wait, 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 wait. Why is this between me and him? I'm going hard for Drew Holiday. Don't, no, I don't didn't. Have, I just asked. Hey, don't have from the Sneno. Oh, you oh you want us to you want us to have a conversation? Oh, yeah. I the, you. Hey, hey, you're talking about D, he can't play that D when CJ needed that block in game seven. He came up with that block. Chase that thing. Wait, what are you too. talking about? Oh, he, he did he did have a he did have a good chase down. My my argument for Drew Holiday is like, sure, you might get a, a couple more big moments from CJ. But guess who shut down those big moments a couple years ago in the playoffs? Drew Holiday did. He did. He did. And I only do that. He was also a big part of that. Sure. But it's also two elite guards on y'all team. One of them had the guard, one of the other, right? Yeah. So not only did he he do that, but he also carried offensively as well. Him and Anthony Davis both averaged like 20 points per 25 points per game that series. Dame and CJ was what? They 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 were, yeah, they got clamped. That the elite moments one now. They weren't. He had to grow into those moments. You got to grow into those moments. Mm-hmm. I ain't think Drew Holiday grew into. Twenty nine. He's still growing into shit. Well, you ain't see Drew Holiday grow into. Drew Drew Holiday is all those moments. Those big playoff moments. The thing about Drew Holiday is he is a definite number two, right? And his his number two throughout his years has been he has had a young Anthony Davis and pretty much nothing else. CJ's number one is like the damn near the best point guard in the league, right? So with with Damian Lillard being one of the best point guards in the league, he's gonna carry them to the playoffs and allow CJ to do that. The, Drew Holiday hasn't had those big moments because he hasn't been on a successful team. At the end of the day, the yeah. the best Drew Holiday moments I can think of was against the Trailblazer team and when Derrick Rose tore his ACL and he was he was Drew Holiday t- took over that series. Those are the only things. And those were so much in between each other. That we talking about, what, 2011? 2011 versus 2018? Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 the, the, re, the, reason I take, the reason why I take Drew Holiday over CJ is because he is an elite defender. And not it's not just us saying this on the panel. Every NBA player, when we're talking about elite perimeter defenders, talks about Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. It don't get better than him. Yeah. And, he, and he still averages 20. That's it. Yeah. I mean, there's not a big gap between the two. <laughs> it depends on who you ask, I guess. Um, but that that that's, that statement really don't hold. That don't mean shit, though. But, like, I don't understand why you're saying that. How did we even get here? What the heck are we talking about? We were talking about Victor Oladipo on the Mavericks. Victor Oladipo on the Mavericks. How the hell did we get here? Because he's talking about two like defensive twos and offensive juggernauts. But uh, that, that's how we got on that whole list spiel. I just, I, I, do y'all, hey. wait, wait, wait. Do y'all remember when Drew Holiday dropped 41 against the against the Trailblazers in that series? Because I forgot he had a 41-point game. Yeah, he was fucking them up. 
Sheesh. Didn't have like six threes? Uh, not that game, no. No. That boy was elite. Let's look at that box score. What did CJ put up that game? Uh-oh. 38. They was going at it. They was going at it. They was going at it. Oh, Dame is the one that put up the stinker, though, only 19. Alpha Rook had 27, and they lost. If Alpha Rook give you 27, you better goddamn win that game. Quick, rough talent comparison. Who wins perimeter shooting? Spot up or just over, like... Overall perimeter shooter. So spot up would be involved, but it's overall perimeter shooter. I don't yeah. know. I, it's yeah. probably close, right? CJ wins it. Okay. Off-ball movement. Drew CJ. CJ wins it. Yeah, CJ. One-on-one. Oh. -on -one. CJ. CJ. Are they at least close? That's, now, that's surprising to me. It, this is just like a quick thing, Mike. I mean, you can I can go deep down into mm -hmm. the numbers, but I'm just giving – I'm just – I'll wheel for one-on-one. -on -one. But uh, finishing. Mm, I'm probably go Drew Holiday. I think CJ's an underrated defender. I mean, uh, uh, finisher. Drew Holiday. It is Drew. Drew Holiday's Roll. bigger. He's Roll like six foot six five. Roll gravity. Probably CJ. I feel like it's not. It's got to be Holiday. Drew. Yeah, it's got to be Drew on that. Playmaking. Drew. Drew Holiday. I can tell you. Post play. Drew. Drew. CJ. What? I ain't never seen CJ in that post. Drew. Interior defense. Drew. Drew. Offensive rebounding. Drew. Drew. Defensive rebounding. Drew. Drew. Anything that has to do with any like physical, I'm going with Drew. Yeah. Impact. They have an impact stat on this particular Drew. Thing. Drew. Drew. So out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Out of twelve categories that we all just named, uh, CJ won one, two, three, four. And the other eight went to Drew mm -hmm. Holiday. As I'm looking through the stuff, a lot of it ain't far fetched from each other. They are kind of close. Uh, one on one is close. Um, no, I'm sorry, it's not close. Mm. Some of these are close. Total isolations is close. So they both get a, a, a lot of isolations. They rank in the 80 percentile. CJ is 86 percentile. Uh, Drew Holiday is just 80. So they both get an A minus grading as far as total isolations. Now, where Drew Holiday kills him at is the isolation impact. Um, his total ISO impact per 75 possessions is a 94 percentile for Drew Holiday, which is the A. CJ McCollum is a 28 percentile, yeah. which is a D. So his his isolations aren't really high impact. Um, total isolation effective field goal percentage. Drew Holiday wins that too by a lot, 79% percentile. Uh, CJ McCollum only in the 40s, which is a C minus. Uh, foul drawn, CJ wins by a little bit, C minus 43 percentile. Um, and then Drew Holiday is 39 percentile, which is B plus. And then ISO, uh, isolation turnover rate, Drew Holiday is in 100 percentile. CJ is in a 44 percentile. So one on one, yeah, it's not close. It's Drew Holiday. Protects the ball better. He has a better impact in isolation. A higher total isolation effective field goal percentage. Um, doing his thing. Really, really doing his thing. Y'all remember that, that article that I was talking about that was ranking players based on tiers and, and they came with like advanced stats? Um, this is by Seth Part, Part now. Part, Part now. Um, Drew Holiday is tier 3A and CJ is 4A. And what was the category for that again? This is just overall, just taken to like oh, a bunch take... of um, advanced statistics. Mm -hmm. And that that was just like a little surprise to me because, I mean, I, I thought CJ would win that one-on-one -on -one type stuff. And maybe it's just because he's a little bit more flashy than Drew Holiday. Like, Drew Holiday gets it done, but CJ is like, damn, I might have to, you know, take that move to the gym with me type type stuff. Bro, I, and, yeah, and I have that one move that was like on the wing that was so damn smooth and hit NBA Twitter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, NBA Twitter exposed. But that's why that that is where this is where analytics is good because we think we know certain things, but they have the data. But this shouldn't tell CJ McCollum to not play one on one basketball. Right. You know what right. I mean? Because we know he thrives in that. But shit, and this is just this year. Maybe this year he just wasn't as good one on one as he typically is. That happens. We yeah. we all hooped at a certain level. You know, one day you could come in and be a, a forty percent shooter from three. The next moment you might not be. 
You know what I mean? Just think about being a 40% shooter. That means you're making four out of 10. You know, in no way, shape, or form is four out of 10 good in anything else. If this podcast is only good four episodes out of 10, we, we would be ass. You know what I mean? If you turn in four assignments for every 10 assignments, you're failing that class. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's just crazy. But yeah, yeah. Um, Drew Holiday has the edge on him um, in, in that in that department, which makes sense, bro. He's just kind of more of a complete basketball player. No knock to CJ. Uh, but Drew Holiday is just more well-rounded. And that's why I like those guys a little bit more better. I like well-rounded players, unless mm-hmm. we're talking about an elite an elite mm. specialist, an elite bucket. But even then, I mean, Lou Williams is a walking bucket. We still all taking Drew Holiday. 100% of the time. Uh, I mean, but then you got guys like Clay Thompson who I don't want to put him in a box as just a shooter, but Clay Thompson, that's his thing, is shooting. Yeah. He's a specialist yeah. at shooting, and you're going to take him over a lot of well-rounded mm. players. We're taking him over Drew Holiday. Right. Clay ain't playmaking. Clay ain't, you know what I'm saying, doing a lot of shit, but the three and that D is so up that, you know, <laughs> Is I don't give a fuck what else he ain't do. That three and that okay. D is so up that you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, all right, the next one: the Orlando Magic are trying to move into the lottery of this year's draft by packaging Aaron Gordon and number fifteen, and that's from Kevin O'Connor as well. Again, the objective here is like, do y'all care? Probably, probably not. Uh, Say it again, my bad. Uh, Aaron Gordon and fifteen for the Magic. They're trying to move up into the lottery. I don't. I don't think it can happen. It depends on where. The lottery is the first 14 picks, so you want to get the 12th pick? Because mm-hmm. I, I don't see any of the top 10 picks doing that. Yeah. Like, is Washington giving their ninth pick to get Aaron Gordon and 15? No. I don't think so. They got Rui Hachimura. The Knicks, we not doing it. Pistons, probably not doing it. They invested in Sekou. Um, Atlanta's probably not doing it. They got John Collins. Cle- hey, Cleveland, probably nah, still not doing yeah, it. They're not doing <laughs> it. Chicago Bulls, not doing it. Uh, Hornets not doing it, and the, the Warriors and Timberwolves not doing it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. they can want it. They just not gonna get it. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are active in trade talks. They are looking to move on from Eric Bledsoe and have a trade interest in PJ Tucker and Robert Covington. I think all of that is fantastic. I think it's time they're, they're like two years um, late on trying to get rid of Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, no disrespect to Bled, he just don't fit there in my opinion. Yeah, no, 100%. And if this is the type of package you can get for him, P.J. Tucker and Robert Covington are extremely great role players. They know what they're good at. I don't think they can get him for them. They value too high. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess it's just off the backs of, like, the all the players on that roster coming out and just coming out with some type of complaint. For real. That's what I was surprised to hear about uh, P.J. Tucker. If it's one guy you keeping happy besides Harden, it's him. Yeah. Because, I mean, he, he, he don't miss games. All the dirty work. He he went from playing a three to the four to the five exclusively. <laughs> I mean, the dude is 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 one of the most um one of the best three point shooters in the corner <laughs> in the league. And you know you need that on your team. Yeah, I, his value is much he's higher than Jay Bledsoe, in my he's opinion. He's no, one of the best blue guys we've ever seen. Yeah. In my opinion. And think about where he came from, man. Didn't even he made it to the league, then dropped out of the league, played a couple years overseas, and now he's back and I feel like every team will want a guy like P.J. Tucker yes. at the end of the day. Yes. Uh, next one. Kevin Durant is reportedly recruiting Serge Ibaka to join the Nets. Smart. Yeah. Smart. I'm they like, I'm going to be recruiting him. The they Lakers were trying to get Ibaka as well. Lakers got their bag like that? If any, I think, I think that the Nets, in order to get him, they'd have to sign him to, like, the mid-level the, exception. Yeah, they would. They would. Um, and I think the Lakers also have that. I, I guess that's why Kevin Durant is recruiting him, <laughs> right? Because hey, you got to take this little pay cut. Mm-hmm. We can get we can get you number two over here in Brooklyn. Um, the next one we have is this is the last one on my list. Anthony Edwards wants to be drafted number one to the Timberwolves, said according to, to Mark one. Spears. We play indoors, don't we? Something like that. He said, oh, "It's cool. I mean, every every prospect should want to be taken number one." Yeah. Yeah, that's my thoughts. Like, yeah, we already know this, bro. Yeah, nobody's gonna say I want to be third. I want to be taken third. This hey, year. that paycheck between number one and number two is pretty big. Yeah, it is. From two to three is even better. Like, it gets if you want that bag, one is the option. Um, but that's all I had, man. That's all I had on rumors from this last week. And I'm sure right after we done with the podcast, four more rumors gonna come out. That's just the way uh, the cycle goes. 
Got a quick game if y'all want to play. Or well, we can save for uh, the next part. How long you think? It, we had an hour. You think you want to save it? Probably like 15 minutes. 15, 20. Let's save it. Let's save it then. Bet. All right. Well, that's been the uh, Through the Wire Rumor Mill. Let's save it. <laughs> Man, trying to get back on that. Line. <laughs> I ain't even a place. My stuff right here. I say less. All right. We'll see y'all. Um, we're going to do an extra episode um, after the draft. So we'll see y'all quicker. No. We got Tuesday's show still. So we got Tuesday and then the, the draft. Um, so see y'all Tuesday. We out. It is.